couple years down the road, um, you're doing pretty good. You're uh, working a lot. Uh, running a business is hard, you know, but you manage to like really sink every ounce of like professional desire you've ever had into this business. You know what I mean? <laughs> into the, uh, the velvet room. No, uh, you have a new business. Uh, yeah, you're running, you're running a Manny pedicab business. Basically it's like a traditional what? pedicab. Yeah. It's a Manny pedicab. It's a, a traditional pedicab, except when people get in, they get manicures and pedicures. <laughs> It's a man, oh, Manny Pedicab. Okay. And like. Yeah, that's actually a great idea. Honestly, you know what? You're doing really well. Like you're killing it. Right. You guys are like, you've got cabs all over the city. You're the only ones doing this. So people are like, there's a ton of pedicabbers out there. But like the people who are like, no, I'm going to wait for the Manny Pedicab. It becomes like a thing to do in Austin. Oh, you got to ride around 6th Street on this Manny Pedicab. Well, yeah, because, uh, you know, it, it, it sounds like my business is providing a pretty a pretty cool, pretty uh, demanded thing that rules. It for sure is. It's going to the point now where you got you have like probably like 10 different cabs out on a Saturday night and you guys are like raking it in because, you know, normal pedicabs, how much how much are they like they're how do they charge by like the minute? You know what I mean? And uh well, pedic- well, pedicabs, a lot of times, they just kind of arbitrarily come up with their own yeah. total. Where it's like, oh, you want to go from here to there? That'll be five bucks or whatever. Bucks, yeah. You know, and something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, they're, they're able to set their own rates. Well, you guys are doing that plus, like, manicures, pedicures, you know? Like, you, you guys are really getting into some deep shit. You're thinking next year you're going to have a haircut one where that's how somebody gets their haircut is just on the pedicab. You know what I mean? You've, you've been, like, working on your own, like, custom suspension that's going to make the ride as smooth yeah. as fucking silk made out of butter. Cool. I don't know what that... That is okay. It's gonna cool. change the game. I'm with it. I'm with you, dude. So like every Friday, Saturday night, you're out, you're in the streets, you got your bike shorts on, right? You got your long socks up, you got your hat on backwards, right? You're just rocking out and you're in a tank top. You're in you're like in really good shape now, you know? It's really <laughs> changed. Oh yeah, dude, you're showing off those fucking pipes. You know what I mean? You are like <laughs> you're really feeling good. How do I get those? I just, you know, a lot of hard work, a lot of miles on the bikes, you know? Yeah. It takes a lot right. to be able to just pull That's a pedicab, so let alone a full manicure station yeah. and a manicurist to go along with it. Or a nail, per, a nail work. I don't know what you call them. So you are like, you're in good shape. Your business is doing well, right? You're almost done for the night. You're going to go like another half an hour. You're kind of just sitting off on the side. Uh, your uh your nail worker person she's uh finishing up a job you know she'll be like two more minutes you're just taking a break letting your heartbeat slow down you're taking in like the night sky you know you look up you just see like the city lights it's like a it's like an a winter's evening in austin you know 
you're just breathing hard yeah. you know it's cold but you don't fucking care <laughs> i'm breathing hard yeah you, you know you're pulling around you know heavy uh pedicab mini pedicab you just kind of like take a moment you go god damn what a weird way my life has turned out you're just kind of waiting you see another pedicabber like drive by and they're the ones that have like a you know, like the, the boom box on the back and there's like it sounds like a crooning there's like somebody's like crooning you know what i mean uh you don't really recognize the song well you hear the you hear the the voice right you hear like like kind of out of the out of your periphery and you kind of tune in and you go you kind of recognize it it sounds somewhat familiar and in the middle of this like crooning it's like take me back to where i grew up and then he like he does like a chimpanzee noise and then he like keeps crooning and you go that motherfucker the hell so about two years from now there's a famous crooning monkey he's like all over the place dude right he he makes around on all the talk shows on all like the uh all the talent shows you know what i mean hold on yeah there's a crooning monkey Mm -hmm. What did he sing? He sings like all the all the classics. He 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 knows like seven different Sinatra songs. He sang uh, "My Way" on uh, okay. on uh, the Voice. <laughs> it was the highest rated <laughs> highest rated okay. show in the history of television. <laughs> he is what he is he, he is he is an anomaly because it's like a pitch perfect. Did he go to the next round? Oh, he he doesn't even compete. They it's too easy for him at this point. He's already like way too famous to, oh, to do wow. something like that. He's got like he's got like three albums That's out. Wild. He's got a he's got a Christmas special coming out. And they're like promoting the hell out of it. So this guy uh they they play him and his name is uh, uh Gert Turtleton. <laughs> the crooning monkey. <laughs> and uh Gert Turtleton, the the crooning monkey, mm-hmm. and he's got a new album coming it. out called That Rules. <laughs> he's he's a uh, Mary Gertmas, and it's a uh, the cover is him like like he's he's laying nude on like a bearskin rug next to a fire. I mean, he's like a monkey, so he's like he doesn't have to have clothes, but he's like definitely not wearing clothes. It's just like Burt Reynolds, his yeah. playgirl, but he, it's Mary Gertmas. Uh, yeah. So he's like, they're like promoting the shit out of that. And you just like, you don't like it. You know what I mean? It's like, it's obviously like not good. Yeah. It's a, it's a monkey that's just crooning. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's not very good, but because it's a monkey, like you, you just like tell people like, I don't get it. I don't get why people like, you know, like how can a monkey even do that? Like you honestly don't even believe it's real. You know what I mean? You don't believe that's yeah. a real thing, and you're just amazed that people are into it because it sucks anyways, even if it were real, and you're just like really into it. And this is like the one thing that snaps you out of your happy place. You're there on a beautiful Austin night looking up at a clear night sky, feeling the wind across your nips, and you hear Gert Turtleton, and it just snaps you out of your good mood. And you think, that son of a bitch. Do I, do I hear him say something specific? No, he's like playing or on a, I just he's like, hear his voice. You hear his voice playing on a radio. So like that pedicabber drives off, your uh your nail worker finishes her job. You guys go out for another half hour. 
you're just the whole time the last half hour you're just peddling like gert turtleton you know that son of a bitch like you, you just know something in your core knows that there's something wrong with that situation you get out you pack up all the bikes okay. you got a big trailer yeah. you load them up you go home park the trailer out front go inside start drinking have yeah. a couple beers a couple beers turns into four beers turns into six beers next thing you know it's like 4 a.m you're pretty shit house you start tweeting online about gert turtleton you go i'll give away all my money if that son of a bitch is real <laughs> so you like you like go on this tirade about gert Damn. turtleton you know you threaten his, yeah. you threaten his life you know you just like you just really like go overboard and like you know you're you're talking about all this shit about how you know i don't i don't know how anybody can understand this how does anybody like this guy he's just like a crooning monkey it's probably not even it's like a i don't know how the, it's probably cgi like you're just like really spouting all this shit you know you go on a drunken tirade and you pass yeah. out damn you wake Fuck. up the next you wake up my the next biggest morning. that's my biggest fear to go on a drunken tirade i wouldn't even know i did that all right i wake up what happens Dish. you uh you wake up the next morning and your phone is like blown up and like you've it's gone viral like you threatening this monkey's life you saying that it's not even it's not talented uh at one point you posted a video of you like very drunk clearly crying you're like god i wish i could sing you know and that was like the only thing uh there's just like a lot of like embarrassing stuff you put in there too um so like everything is just like blown up huge you know and there are people who are like identifying your business and they're like hey don't fucking use this guy you know this guy is he's a monkey killer what? you know for what and like like yeah what? people people were because you threatened them you threatened gert turleton's life you know so people are like trying yeah. to like boycott your business right people are trying to like affect you in the pocketbook you know and you're like hey you put out a tweet you're like hey yeah. look i just got really drunk i got very emotional um you know i the christmas means something to me and it just feels like a, it's being um, there's a mockery being made of it and you know you put this thing out there really doesn't do a whole lot you're like fuck this is not good it's not good not good yeah. You're like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna I'm gonna get something to eat, I'm gonna have some dinner somewhere, I'm gonna have a glass of wine, I'm gonna calm down, and I'm gonna think about this logically. What can I do? Yeah. Where would you go? Yeah. Um man. So I got I gotta go to a place that I can drink and eat at, is what you're saying? I mean if you want. Which you probably would. Okay. You know. Well, in that case, fuck it. I go to Chili's. You walk into Chili's, the forty fifth, forty fifth Street. The uh, the waitress. There's not even a hostess there. She's just kind of waves in. She goes, yeah. She goes, hey, come on in, sit down. Welcome to Chili's. She uh, she gets your your drink order right. Yeah, water, just water actually. It's okay, sure thing. She brings out a menu. Uh, she goes, can I start you <laughs> out with an appetizer, or do you want to? order what can i get for you you know i am a sucker for an app for an appetizer she goes well it's half off appetizers after uh 7 p.m oh my what time is it 6 58 holy and shit. she looks she looks she goes i'll rig it in after seven. Oh my thank you 
I get some kind of mozzarella sticks. You order mozzarella sticks. And a, a beer and a shot. You order beer and a shot. What do you order for main course? Your main course at, at the Chili's? Um, I would probably order some sort of uh, like chicken breast thing. Yeah, I would order some kind of uh, thing with chicken. So you order a thing with chicken. You order mozzarella sticks. It comes out piping hot. Nice. You sit there and you kind of like look out as like the sun sets, you know? Yeah. Uh, you just kind of go, fuck, man. Maybe maybe I'll be okay. Maybe I'll be all right. Yeah. The meal comes out perfectly timed, you know? Everything's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. It's an outstanding meal. To be honest with you, you can't remember having a better meal. You can't convince yourself that it's the best meal you've ever had, but you rack your brain hard and you go, man, when was the last time something I ate was this good? And wow. you just can't remember it. So I'm super into it then. You're very into it. You uh, you pay your tab. She didn't even charge you for the appetizer. You know, she gave you employee price on the on the drinks. That's nice. She's very nice to you. So you um, pay your tab. You walk outside. The door jingles and it closes behind you. Yeah. And a man walks up to you. Uh, very nondescript looking. Probably uh, mid-30s. White guy. Yeah. Okay. He's got on a jacket. Sunglasses. He goes, hey, you're Pat Dean, right? Yeah. And he goes, oh, okay. He goes, you've been served. And he hands you, he serves you, a, uh, oh. you get served. Um, Gert Turtleton's lawyers are suing you for defamation. For what? Uh, you were just like saying a lot of really nasty things about him on Twitter. And they, they found <laughs> you right away. Uh, and they, they like, they basically like, are like, hey, we're coming after everything that's yours. You know what I mean? You can't, like, you're ruining like. Damn. You know, because after that, frankly, like his sales like went down. People were like, "Yeah, I guess we were kind of like in under a spell." You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I don't know why everybody was so into Gert Turtleton for so long. Everybody kind of laughed about it. Once you made those comments, it certainly affected his bottom line. And those lawyers were coming for fucking blood. You have an intense like two month long legal battle. They absolutely wipe you out. They bankrupt you. Yeah. They take your uh, Manny Petty cabs. They franchise them out to all, you know, most major metropolitan areas have three or four of them by this time. It's like a $500 million business. You know, they, uh, they, they, they took that. Um, they took, you know, your house, your kind of living paycheck to paycheck, you know, in an apartment alone. Uh, it's not very good. And you're just kind of like getting settled into that life. You know what I mean? Just getting settled into like how things are going to be from this point forward. Yeah. You got a friend in town. One of the only people who really will talk to you at this point. He, uh, he's like, yeah, I've got a, I've got a hook up at a, at a job. I, I can talk to them. They, they won't care. You know, it's like, what's his name? His name is, uh, John, 
feral. He uh he's like, Yeah, it's like a it's like a manufacturing thing. You would be in like a production warehouse, you'd make like eighteen bucks an hour. They pay your your health care. They got benefits and all that stuff. That'd be it, you know. You're you, so you're getting ready to like go meet with him. You know what I mean? You're getting ready to go meet with him. You get in the car. You drive to this meeting at this coffee shop. It honestly goes great. He's like, "Yeah, you're pretty much a shoe in." He has you fill out the application right there, uh, yeah. and he's like, "Yeah, I'll I'll give it to my boss. Like, expect a call within the next two days." So you're kind of like, okay, maybe this is kind of step number one in turning things around. Like, let's figure out, you know, yeah. what to do now. Sure. You go to, you're like driving home, right? You stop by the, uh, stop by the grocery store. You get a, you get just like groceries, you know, for the next few days. You get, um, you go to pull, you pull in and get gas. You're just like, fuck all this money, like every single dollar, every single cent. Like, it just seems like so much now. So you go in, you get gas, you get a fucking Milky Way Midnight. You're like, I'm going to treat myself. Sure. Right. You see that there's like people having an argument behind the counter. You're like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? You ever walk into like a business and you see people just like yelling at each other? It's kind of like. It's so awkward. It's so awkward, but it's also like rules really hard. It's kind of funny, yeah. yeah. That's like what's going on back there. The employee back there is like, you don't fucking like. You're always so mean to me. Like you don't care about this. Like he's like, I do a great job around here, and they're just like arguing back and forth. And you just kind of roll your eyes. The lady who's checking you out kind of rolls her eyes. You put your money on the counter. You take a couple steps out of the parking lot, and this guy like walks out behind you. He goes, "Fuck this shit, I quit." And the guy who was like yelling at him comes up behind him. He goes, "Gilb." get back here and there are people at the pumps right and they see this guy walk away and they go kevin Gilb? yeah kevin kevin his name's kevin gilp they see him walk away they go hey kev I are know. you like leaving and he's like yeah i'm getting out of this fucking shithole i got another job across town and they're like where is it and he goes it's a it's a shell station <laughs> it's about you know six blocks from here and they go okay well let us know we're heading we'll head that way and they all leave. None of them purchase anything there. They all leave and go to that next gas station. That's how loyal they are to Kevin Gilp. They're Gilpads. They're Gilpads. So you're like, fuck, that was insane. Right? You see Gilp just like walking. You know, it's not that far. He gets, He's on his phone. He's like, yeah, I'm coming over. You know, he's, he's like, people were ready for Kevin Gilp to work at any gas station anywhere, anytime. He can do it. He can do it great. You know what I mean? He's on his shit. So you see him like walking up the street. You're like, I got the, that guy's, you know, in your heart, like that guy's going to be okay. You know? Yeah. You get back in, you, uh, you walk back to your car and you hear a uh, patty cake, patty cake, baker's man. And you turn around and in the fumes rolling out of that fucking gas tank. You see a man in the fumes. Yeah. He's got slick back hair, a sharp Italian looking suit. And he goes, hey, Patty Cakes, it's me, Gene. I'm a genie. And I'm a genie. Yeah, I know. Gene, I'm a genie, is a gasoline genie. And he he's an Italian uh, mobster. 
So he'll like grant you a wish, you know, and he, he's like, hey, I heard about all the Gert Turtleton stuff going on. He goes, bad break on that, my friend. What are you telling? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess. He goes, look, uh, we may have a, a common enemy here. Yeah. He goes, we don't like that monkey either. Good. He goes, uh, I'll tell you what. He, uh, a little while back, he had some outstanding gambling debts around pop up that uh, he has yet to pay off. Whoa. He goes, if you get him and bring him to an address, we'll get everything back for you. Do you know where he is? He kind of laughs. He goes, oh, gotta go. And you hear, the, you hear the click of the gas pump because you, your tank filled up. Oh, God damn it. You uh, put the pump away. You get in the car on the uh, dash of the car. It's just like a little business card. It says Hotel Bel Air. And it's in Austin. And on the back, it says Room 105. Okay. What do you do? I go to that room immediately. Yeah. So immediately. You, so you drive over to the Hotel Bel Air. I'm ready. Right. It's, uh, you know, later in the day at this point. You, uh, you see that there's like room numbers on the outside. You see 105. It's kind of tucked away in a corner. Yeah. What do you do? I walk up to it. You walk up to it. Yeah. It smells like a primate house I knock. at the zoo you knock you hear like clearly there's like a monkey on the other side of the door <laughs> right yeah he like you know like screeches you know like like a monkey and uh you hear like somebody yell who's there what do you do I yell, Pat Dean, bitch, and I kick the door down. You kick the door down? So there's uh, Gert Turtleton is in, in the bed. He's wearing uh, like a like a white nighttime like T-shirt and boxers, and he's like under the blankets, and he's got his arms like crossed behind his head, and he's like watching TV, and in the bed next to him is the guy that's kind of like his handler. Uh, everybody just calls him... Sir <laughs> Stephen. <laughs> and he's just also in like the same t shirt and boxers, just kind of like under the bed, too. And he's, Sir he's Stephen. Yeah, he's, you like barge in. He always wore a cowboy hat. You see his like cowboy hat just like resting on the foot of his bed. That's the first thing you see when you walk in. You see him like in bed, and they're both like shocked. What do you do? I'd probably go, What the heck? I'm probably like kind of freaked out. They both like kind of leap out of the of the bed, and they're like, "What are you doing here?" Because like they they know about you, obviously. I'm like, "Sorry, dude. It's it's just what happened." What do you do? Do you do you um, steal Gert Turtleton? I guess I do. Yeah. What do you do to Sir Stephen? Probably throw something at him. You pick up a vase, you throw it, hits him right in the fucking head. <laughs> hits Good. him right in the head, drops him immediately. Good. He like he falls 
he falls and he like bounces on the bed and when he bounces he like bounces and the covers raise up and they're like slow to float down and he like lands on the bed and they float over him perfectly and he just lays there looking like he's asleep it was like absolutely <laughs> perfect fuck all right you grab gert hurtleton he's like freaking out you know uh what do you do you take him into the car absolutely i do okay how do you subdue him so you can get uh, him I- I grab him around the neck and I go, look, dude, stop fucking around. Or I'm going to squeeze harder. So after like several minutes of like him, like struggling against you, he finally like kind of gives in, you know, you, um, you take him, you look at that business card again. There's another address on it now. It's in a, it's just like a, just, it's, it's four, two, three. <laughs> Come street. K U M M. Four through four two three Cum Street. Yeah. Named after okay, Carl Cum. Great. Uh congrats to you, Carl. I, I go there immediately. So you drive immediately. into the pasture. I'm trying to solve a fucking <laughs> You go into the pasture, right? Oh, so you, damn. you drive into the pasture and you can tell that it was like a place that was like used to be like really nice and now is not as nice, you know, and there's probably like a big crime influence there. Sure. And so you you like find four two three come street and it's just like a just a blank empty looking business you know just like a fucking office yeah you walk up to the door it's unlocked you open it yeah you open it and do you what do you do with him there's like a there's another door in front of you but it's locked do you just leave him do you yeah i'm leave him immediately fuck him so you like when you open the door you just smell like roasted garlic you know what i mean yeah just the scent of roasted garlic on the air that's okay and your mouth instantly starts to water yeah and you make note of that you drive home right you drive home and like you're on your way back to your apartment you uh you drive by the gas station where you last saw Gene Abagini, just kind of hoping you would somehow see him again. But you know you have to yeah. pump gas, sure, for him to come out because he's a gasoline genie. You're driving through, um, you know, you get out of out of uh, the pasture, heading home, and you look up, and in the back seat, uh, there's like a there's somebody in, in the back seat like looking at you. In the backseat. What do you mean? What do you mean? He, um, it's kind of hard to say. Uh, it's like a man back there, except his face is like a plume of smoke. And his left eye is glowing red. And you kind of like turn and like look over your shoulder and there's nobody there. Yeah. But when you look up into the mirror, you see him look at you. You see him like take a drag off a cigarette. And he goes, hey, Pat. He goes, uh, where's our little singing buddy? I want I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about, sir. Who are you? He goes, kind of laughs, takes another drag of a cigarette. The ember on his cigarette is the exact same shade as the red in his eye. And when he inhales... 
You see his eyes sort of like glow a little bit brighter too. He blows the smoke out of his mouth. It comes out in like, like a vortex. And he goes, Pat, I'm the man in the back seat. All right. Or he who rules the roads. And he goes, give him to me. No. Fuck you. He kind of like laughs. He raises his fist and uh, he, he raises his hand. He makes a fist. And when that happens, like um, part of the earth, like just like cracks and you hit like a like a like a little uh, ledge with your car and it sends your car like vaulting off of a cliff end over end over end and you immediately throw up and you shit and piss everywhere it's like your body doesn't know any anything about where you're going and the last thing you see is the dead center point of the sharpest rock in all of america no no jagged one you see the jagged one and you go, Fuck. you go, you breathe in quickly, and then the jagged wood pierces your windshield, <laughs> and it drives, it drives rocks into every hole in your head, and it just smashes you, and you fucking die immediately. The jagged one returns. <laughs> Yeah. You were loyal to Gert Turtleton. Sure. 